Hi, I'm Eric and this is my beautiful wife, Dr. Sakisha Hollick. Did you know that the divorce rate in the United States has anticipated to skyrocket after COVID-19? All of this is due to the increased amount of stress that couples are experiencing, being confined to their home and forced to being spend, uh, to spending a huge amount of time together one-on-one. -on -one. Now I'm sure you can imagine how challenging it is when you go from complete freedom to a lack of freedom caused yes. by this coronavirus. Now all of this is coupled with significant financial implications and emotional implications due to this pandemic. It has taken a significant toll on many marriages. Couples are faced with uncertain things such as their health, mm -hmm. employment, and financial stability. Now the truth be told, a lot of these marriages could have benefited by attending our Vows to Victory Summit. Now in this summit, they would have learned so much information that would have helped to save these marriages. Now COVID-19 is taking its toll emotionally on many couples. It's taking its toll physically because there's an increase in the amount of domestic violence cases that are taking place in the U.S. as opposed because of COVID-19. And that is not good. It's not good even at, at the normal rate. But yes. divorce rates in America are now already an embarrassing and nearly 50%. But now even higher once divorce courts are fully open again. Now that's good for attorneys, but that's terrible for couples. Now married couples that attend this summit would have benefited so much from number one, our Money Talks for Married Couples segment. And in this um, segment, the couples would have learned how to develop solid money management skills so they wouldn't be living paycheck to paycheck. Now, the couples manure blueprint. This is a blueprint that couples that are in business together will learn how to build a business with their spouses so that they can work together and not against each other, but also with their marriage being negatively impacted. And that's something that we don't want to happen. You want the business to grow and also your marriage too as well. They also would have benefited from the marriage can win formula. And in this session, couples would have gained tips and strategies on how to improve their communication so they'll feel heard and supported in their marriage. So we look forward to you all joining us at the Vows to Victory Summit. Make sure you click on the link below and register your seat today. Hello and welcome to the Marriage Can Win Show. And we're your hosts. I'm Eric. Hi, I'm Dr. Sakisha. And our mission is to help educate, empower, and encourage couples in three key areas. We help couples to develop more effective communication skills. We also help them gain a greater control of their finances so they're no longer living paycheck to paycheck. And finally, we help them to establish a greater level of intimacy. Make sure you tune into our broadcast with other transparent couples from around the world every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. on the Love, Love Radio, Radio Network. Network.
Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the Marriage Can Win Show. And I am, along with my beautiful wife, Eric, and Dr. Sakisha Halleck, and we are your relationship experts. And we are so glad to be back with you again this Tuesday night at 9 o'clock p.m. on the Love Radio Network. Here at Marriage Can Win, we educate, empower, and encourage couples to embrace that marriage can win, especially when you focus on three key areas, improving your communication skills, developing sound money management skills, and enhancing your intimacy skills so your marriage can win. And yes, uh, we are so happy to be back with you tonight, uh, this week, and we invite you to call in, and if you have any questions, comments, uh, please do. Feel free. Don't hold back. Give us a call at 563-999-3519. And because you always come and visit us every Tuesday night at 9 o'clock, we have a free gift for you. All you got to do is take out your cell phones, dial W-I-N, or text W-I-N at 407 258 one two four six again that's four zero seven two five eight one two four six and that's w i n and tonight we're going to be coming to you um talking about something that a lot of couples are having issues with and they don't want to talk about it but from the day that they say i do they have issues and so tonight's topic is going to be called Struggling to Keep the Vows. Really? Struggling to Keep the Vows. That's an interesting topic. Yeah, we also have, have you know, that's the name of our book, Struggling <laughs> to Keep the Vows. No, but you're taking an interest, interesting topic for this evening. And I'm seriously, I've been sitting here thinking, you know, about that topic and just how... Um, Society has drastically shifted in the way people perceive marriage and, and relationships. And, and when you think about it, there have been couples like us who've been together for, for long periods of time. They may have seen each other through various stages of life and been able to celebrate their highs and their lows together. They've been on those mountaintops together and through those valley seasons. But they they went through those seasons where sometimes they, they really struggle. They struggle because... You know, we say for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, until death do us part. But when you start going through those, instead of the richer days, going through the poorer days, <laughs> and, you know, when you start dealing with sickness, sometimes it's a struggle. <laughs> those vows don't look as appealing as they were, to be honest with you. You know, now, I'm sure everybody uh, is going to have some kind of struggle in their relationship. But the thing is, you want to have at least some kind of preparation, uh, some kind of strategies or tools to overcome those struggles. So it's always good to get premarital counseling or coaching um, or get some references out there. And that's, that is exactly why um, our fourth book now is called Struggling to Keep the Vows. And we'll give you some information on how to pre-order for that. Um, but... Uh, a lack of preparation does lead to a lot of heartaches when it comes to marriages. I have a question. Yes. 
have you ever just, or for the, for the listeners out there, um, tell me if you can identify with me. Have you ever just taken a look at your spouse and just thought really hard about the ways you can love them selflessly on a regular basis? I mean, honestly, how many people are, have, have actually done that? Ooh, I you mean, said a curse word. Selfless? <laughs> oh, God. Now, come on. Who really is going to take themselves out of, oh, wait a minute, selfless? I mean, care about yourself less and put your spouse in the priority. Now, how many of y'all out there doing that? Are you putting your your spouse as a priority over yourself? But, you know, that's what we, we, we teach is that, hey, if if we would say, look, I'm going to spend all my time trying to please my wife, and then she tries to spend all her time and effort trying to please me, neither one of us are left out. But that's not the case. Or is it? But a lot of times we talk about being selfless as though it's something that's, it can be a difficult task, but the truth is, if you think about it like this, even as a child, there are times where there are things you want to do, and if you know your parents couldn't afford them, you'd kind of be like, no, I don't need to do that right now. That's going to put extra stress, extra strain on my mom. But then we get into the marriage relationship, and we struggle we have difficulty removing ourselves or our personal feelings and thinking about your spouse. Now, this is the person you committed to spend the rest of your life with. This is the person that you, you said those for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer. But, you know, now when it's time to actually go through those things, you start, you have like that big question mark over your head. Like, did I really mean that? (laughs) <laughs> and I, I understand that times there are challenging times in our lives. You know, people can go through different things when we're getting married. How many people actually like, oh, well, you know, if my husband or wife loses their job, this is what, you know, this is how I'm going to respond. Or if, you know, this happens to us financially, you know, sometimes we don't really think about those unexpected things. It's the little things that can really or drastically impact your marriage. And, when you think about struggling to keep the vows, you think about those times, a lot of times when you're in those valley seasons. But one of the things is with these valley seasons, it's a what? A season. So it's a period of time. But we just have to be mindful that our definition of that season is going to be different from God's definition of that season. So we grow tired, we go frustrated, and we start to take it out on our spouse. But we also have to look at we're, you're in that together that valley season, you know? So you need to be that source of encouragement out there because I'm sure wives out there listening, you would love for your husband and husbands, I'm sure you want for your wives to be that source of, of strength, of comfort, that safe zone when you're going through those valley seasons. But how do we actually posture ourselves to be that in that, um, that time? I had a wife reach out to me and when I, I posed a question on Facebook or something, it's like, what's one thing you wish um, you would have known before you gotten married? And her question was, you know, she said she'd been in ministry for a long time with her husband, but she wishes she would have been prepared or would have known how to be a better support for her husband during those challenging times. So for those of you that are listening, you know, what's your feedback? What's your thoughts about, you know, how can you be a support for your spouse during those challenging times? Because when sometimes when we're going through those phases, we just see the problem. If we, you know, for those of us that are believers, you know, we need we know we need to focus on the problem solver. 
but we we don't always do that. So I'm going to reiterate that question she's throwing out there. So what is it that you find yourselves struggling to keep the vow? What what is it in your marriage or your relationship? Give us a call, 563-999-3519, press 1. But uh, there, are many ish, there are many reasons why mm-hmm. we struggle. Because as you were talking about the valley season, uh, every marriage is like, uh, like an ocean. Mm-hmm. They have crests mm-hmm. on the top of the wave, and they have the trough mm-hmm. where at the bottom of the wave. Mm-hmm. It's, it's when you're at the trough part. The bottom of the wave mm-hmm. is when there are issues. Yeah. Now... You know, that's when emotions are high. We talked about that emotional high. No, it, it really applies to everything. But <clears throat> can you really say that you're putting all your effort to keep the, the vows that you made on that wedding day? When you were walking down the aisle and you got your nice tuxedo on and she's got that beautiful dress and, you know, you're, you're at the altar. You got your best man there. And you, Got your wedding party there. And I can recall when I was looking down the aisle in South Carolina and I saw my beautiful bride coming down in that beautiful dress. I just, you know, all bets were off. I just was a water faucet. I was crying like a baby because I saw my beautiful wife that I was about to take as my wife for the second time. Yeah, second time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all bets off. Everybody, at least I, people know us all. Um, most close to us. We got married three times. Yeah. First time we just eloped. <laughs> we took the, the moms and flew to Bahamas and got married and didn't tell nobody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I tell you, um, you know, that was really special. Um, and but we were able to do it again in front of all of our family and friends. Mm-hmm. And when we took those vows again, it's like, wow. You know, it was different because you had witnesses. They're going to say, ooh, uh, you know, you said you were going to take. No, wait a minute. What was it? Everything that I had, I shared with you. I don't think they said that at our second wedding. (laughs) (laughs) I think you told them to cut that part out. (laughs) So are you really sharing everything that you have with your wife and wives? Are you really sharing everything that you have with your husband? Or are you not telling them? that you got that early tax refund and then he don't know anything about it okay. and you went shopping. <laughs> okay, I don't know exactly where you're going with that one. That's but <laughs> but but honestly, for 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 men, just just take a moment and step back. Think back to that moment where you said I do to your wife. Now, everyone may not have welled up with tears, but just the feeling you had when you saw her when you were getting ready to get married. Now, now do you still demonstrate that same level of love um, towards her? Do you still have that feeling in your heart towards her? And if not, why not? What has changed? Because we're talking about struggling to keep the vows. Because those are words that we've said out of our mouths, and we're supposed to carry them in our heart. But what exactly happens when we have those 
those moments, those challenges, you said for better or for worse, but what happens, you know, when there is actually the worst, you know, you said for richer or for poorer, what happens when you go through those poorer moments? You said in sickness and in health. So what happens when you have those moments where you're being challenged in your health? Do you still have that same degree of love and compassion and desire that you had for her in day at, at day one or at your at your your marriage, at your wedding. Does it make sense? It makes sense. Let's revisit some vows that um, we found here with um, that's on the internet, right? One says, do you, and we're going to insert uh, Eric, promise to be Sakisha's friend, to comfort her, to listen to her, to celebrate her success and support her struggles, to love her, respect her, and tenderly care for her, through all the days of your life. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Now, do you, Sakisha, <laughs> promise to be Eric's friend, to comfort him, and to listen to him, <laughs> to celebrate his success and support his struggles, to love him, respect him, and tenderly care for him through all the days of your life? Now, let's revisit that. Number one. You got to be friends. That's what this, this was what, this was the vow. You were saying, I do in front of the, the, from God, all your family and your friends, that you will be friends, that you will comfort him. So, you know, that means comfort him or her. That means it could be times where she could be, or he could be sad going through something in the uh, challenge in their life and they need someone to be comforted. And so that is your spouse promising to do that. Because we know what happens when somebody else outside of that that uh that marriage becomes the friend, becomes the comforter. It's not good. Make sense? Then it says to celebrate his success and support his struggles. So that means not that's through the good times and the bad times. And then to love him, respect him, and tenderly care for him. So that means in the days when he may be a little sick or maybe she's a little sick, you have to be there for them. Struggling to keep the vows. Those are some sample vows. Now, each individual may have their own specific vows that they had, that they, they take before God and, and their witnesses, you know? And you know what's so funny? I've, you know, we've spoken with several couples and, you know, some of the things that we've heard coming out of their mouth for the ones that are, they're struggling to keep their vows. Is, I didn't know it was going to be like this, or I never thought we would wind up like this. I mean, let's be honest with each other. At, you know, we, we have those moments where we get on each other's nerves and we get frustrated with one another, but you know, that is a moment. That doesn't mean you're going to spend eternity like that. We go through those moments. We go through seasons. And seasons do what? Change, you know? Now, of course, here in Florida, (laughs) physical seasons, it may seem like it's summer almost all year round. But, you know, and sometimes it might feel like that in your marriage. Like, we've been going through this season over and over and over. And guess what? If you're constantly being tested in a season and you're constantly struggling, then that means that there's a lesson or something else that you need to get from that. So it's time to take a step back 
and, and look at what the both of you can do differently. It's not time for pointing the fingers. It's not time for playing the blame game. What can we do? What can each of us that we, we're both a part of this marriage. I know how they say marriage is 50-50, but no, that's actually divorce is 50-50. Marriage right. is a, given 100% of what you each have. So do you find yourselves revisiting the same arguments, saying the same things over and over to one each other? Getting mad and getting angry over the same things. Hmm. And not overcoming those challenges, not finding ways to get past it. If that's the case, you definitely need to seek some outside help, some counseling, some coaching, some resources. Reach out uh, to someone like Dr. Sakisha and I. <laughs> and you can go to marriagescanwin.com to start. Oh my gosh, you're so funny. Well, I mean, that is true. But um, when you're honestly, when you're struggling to keep the vows, you have to think about the mindset that you're, that what's going on in the mindset of your spouse, yourself, as well as your spouse. And just after talking to several couples, sometimes you realize that along the way, there were these unrealistic expectations that crept into the relationship. And now there's a struggle. I mean, there's some things that they would say like, oh, you know, they never thought they would have challenges. I mean, no one is perfect. You're getting into a relationship. You're two individuals. How in the world can you expect not to be challenges? But the fact is the two of you together can overcome challenges. But are you willing to put in the work? Because just, let's just think about it. You see people working very diligently to, to excel in their businesses, working diligently will go hard, work 24 hours a day, seven days a week for their children. But then when it comes to the spouse, you're ready to throw in the towel. Now, you mean to tell me the one person you committed before God to be with for the rest of your life, they're not worth the same amount of time and attention and fight that you would for a job? Uh, something that would easily replace you. That's something we should all be aware of right now with this pandemic. Yeah, We're exactly. very readily replaceable. So why would you fight harder for a company than you would for your spouse? You know, as you were speaking, uh, I can recall a couple. <clears throat> and I could see the wife and I could see the husband. And I could see where the wife has her expectations and, you know, a lot of times, you know, wives, they want to win in all aspects. They want to be right all the time. They want to be, uh, just have their way in every aspect. Is this just the wife? Well, I'm, I'm, I just remember this particular couple. Oh, okay. Okay, not not us or not, you know, oh, every okay. couple, I'm this fine. particular couple. Okay, but okay, okay. It okay. does fall in a lot of categories. Well, you have the wife that come with... You know, typically they come like when, when we sit down for coaching mm -hmm. and we have to limit the amount of issues. <laughs> and wives, they come with a whole paradigm, like 10, 20 things was wrong with the relationship. Wait. And the man be like, I just want one or two. But you know what? Women, we tend to use more words than men. We ask you guys, for example, now I'm sure you guys are out there listening. You hear your husband. You ask your husband, honey, how was, it, how was your day? Good. 
honey, and then now you ask me how was my day. How was your day? Oh, honey, my day was excellent. I met with I met with Lisa. We had coffee. She told me about her business plan. She was talking about her kids, their summer vacation. Oh my gosh! And let me tell you about this. We use our words. We want to paint a picture. We want you guys to feel like you were there. And you know, for you guys, a lot of times it's you know you just want to hear the basics. Just get to the point. You know, we ask you. You know, what did they say? They said everything was okay. No, that's not it. They actually said a whole paragraph, but you just kind of <laughs> summed it up. You know, we use, well, we, take that as, as a no. A lot of times, why we are descriptive people. We want to feel like we were there, that we we were part of the conversation. And when you just say things like, it was good or it was fine, you know, it's okay. That tells me nothing. That, wait, you but know, you know what? You said you want to feel like you're a part of the conversation. But remember, you want to be part of the conversation, not the whole conversation. <laughs> it's two. Oh, so okay. you have to be able to, you know, come down and, and drop that to down to the top one or two issues. Oh, no, no, no. And listen to the husband. Because oh, at this time, the husband had his, 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 you know. Okay, let's go back to the couple. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. He had his <laughs> issue, and he wanted her, all he wanted her to do was to listen to him sometimes. Oh. And she was so adamant about no, no, I don't. It's not that. It's, you should do what I want to do. She wanted her demands or her um, issues to be heard, and oh, then yeah. and she was not concerned with his. Okay. And so it was a one-sided thing. So her, her expectations were mm-hmm. that the husband is to be silent and only do what the wife wants, and yeah. so that's a one-sided situation. And even when it comes to coaching, we were trying to coach. Mm-hmm. She was so adamant. I guess she was the alpha as they call it, that's a nice word, alpha, you know, female, and she wanted to be in control, wanted things her way, always. And she never allowed the man to have a say-so. Well, now, my question for you, and I'll pose the same question to you or to our listeners that that I posed to, to them, was she like that when they met? What kinds of conversations did they have regarding their expectations because when you first get together a lot of times we overlook um things and you know red flags in the relationship and because oh he's so handsome oh she's so beautiful she's so fine girl got ooh all right but (laughs) anyway oh my god and that's the problem when you're focusing solely on the exterior appearance you miss a lot of other things that are going around but guess what when you're married you know it starts to come up over and over and over it's one of those things that you sweep under the rug and now all of a sudden it's a a deal breaker it what why wasn't it a deal breaker before the marriage or before the wedding occurred that's why you gotta, you know, a lot of times there's nothing wrong now, of course, you're gonna look at somebody before you marry them, but it should not be based solely on, on the external appearance, because those things can change as you get older, gravity sets in. <laughs> things change bodies change, but you gotta have that solid rock, that solid foundation for your relationship and if there's some challenges, you know you've got to seriously talk about them, if, if at the beginning of the relationship, he felt, you know she was a bit strong, demanding. Yes, however you want to, however, you, <laughs> however we wanted to put it. Um, the fact is, sometimes you have to get to the root of it. You're struggling to keep the vows on something that was 
that's the way she was brought up. And she was brought up that way because, you know, the father left the mom and the mom had to fend for herself. So that's what she saw. So that's what she emulated. And she wasn't trying to intentionally emasculate him. That's all she knew. So you've got to have those conversations and let her know, look, babe, I respect you as a, a, a strong woman. But when this is done, this is how it makes me feel. She has to understand it. And it took a little while for her to get to that point. But, you know, and we're all imperfect beings, but you've got to have those conversations. I got a question. Now, I know in the previous show, we visited it a little bit. But when we talk about struggling to keep the vows and the vows, you have a husband and you have a wife. So what are the expectations from the wife of the husband? And what are the expectations of the husband of the wife? Or did I just say that? Uh, somehow I think you said the same thing. Today. Okay, what are the expectations <laughs> of the wife of the husband? You know, the role. And vice versa. Let's right. Yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they have, they've got to have those conversations because every family these days is different. Back in the day, it it shouldn't be, but the fact is, it's different. Back in the day, you know, the husband working with the provider, the wife stayed home and took care of the kids. Mm -hmm. These days, it could be the reverse. It could be the the wife being the provider financially and the husband taking care of the kids. You know, things are happening with this pandemic. Things are shifting, so you never know what that dynamic may look like, but they've got to have a conversation in regards to what they expect from one another if not there's always going to be this struggle if we're always operating under what we think it should be like versus what it's like I mean you're going to struggle when you're avoiding those necessary conversations and it's really really important so I have a question to our listeners what's keeping you guys from having those necessary conversations why are we walking into relationships you know and just solely thinking based on you know somebody's bank account you know or how somebody looks on the outside because those things trust me can change yes they sure can you can go from rich to poor like overnight (laughs) and you know that's true so what's your plan why you're struggling to keep the vows in that area and we i guess i'd hate to say it i'll say it like this we never really think about it we know that that possibility exists but is it that we just choose not to focus on it do we just assume okay i've got this good paying job for you know for years and years and we never expected like a a covid19 to come along and just shut everything down and jobs are lost and or as they call it furloughed (laughs) yeah you know things happen so what's keeping us from having those necessary conversations so we don't have to be struggling now of course I'm going to be realistic you know they're going to there's going to be struggles and challenges in every marriage I'm not saying that but there are some conversations we're having these struggles because we never verbally expressed what we expected You know, you never had those conversations. So tell me why, because you can look at each other all day, all night, you know, oh, he's handsome. Oh, she's fine. What happens besides that? You know, because, you know, you hear a lot and it's like almost like wedding rings for rent. You know, when when you can't pay the bills, you get furloughed, you're gone. <laughs> you're at home too often, you're gone. <laughs> you know, 
That's true. And you Put know, on too and many pounds, you're gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being facetious, but the truth is we do have couples that we talk with and those are some of the challenges. Those are some of the ways in which they're struggling. That's true. This is true. This is true. Well, you know what? I tell you what though, um, I want to talk more about those expectations, but we're coming up on a break right now. So guess what? You guys, this is your opportunity when we come back from this break. If you want to call in and ask a few questions of us, 563-999-3519, and we will look to hear from you after these messages. Being 
In the midst of life's ups and downs and uncertainties, we still rise. Join us mornings starting at 5 a.m. as we rise in worship on Love Radio Network 24. That's 5 a.m. daily for Rise in Worship, only on LoveRadioNetwork.com. Hello and welcome back to the Marriage Can Win show. And we are just talking about expectations, but now we want to further that. Uh, Well, when we were talking about struggling to keep the vows, we started talking about the fact that many couples have unrealistic expectations in their marriages. And one more of these uh, unrealistic expectations is that you feel your spouse will never let you down. You know, it's good to hold your spouse in high esteem, but I mean, God's the only person that's going to be on the throne, which means your spouse is going to make a mistake. I mean, we are all imperfect beings. And even though we, some of us may have the very, very best intentions, we're going to fall short at one time or another. But the thing is, just because you fall down doesn't mean you have to stay down. And for some of us, it doesn't mean you have to stomp on our spouse while they're down. Because, I mean, we laugh about it, but we do know couples in which that's happened when, you know, their spouse hit a rough spot. Instead of coming home to a safe zone, it's like they came home and there's a war zone. They were getting beat up even more in their home than they were in the world. And you got to figure out why is that, you know? And you're referring to verbally abusing. Yeah, I'm not Not talking about physical. physical. Yeah, physical abuse, no. Putting someone down. No, we're talking about using your words to tear them down. Exactly. You know, and I find, I know I'm sure that we can all find ourselves just being in our own feelings at some times when we feel that our spouse didn't meet something, meet a need. But the truth is, your spouse can't meet a need that hasn't even been expressed. Our spouses are not mind readers. And think about it this way. How would you want them to treat you if the shoe was on the other foot? If you were the one that lost your job instead of them. If you were the one having health challenges instead of them. If you received, you know, a a negative report, how would you want them to treat you? So then when you start to look at how you're treating them, does that change your perspective? You know what? Sometimes I just wonder. I mean, let me be real. We're going to apply this to relationships. Mm -hmm. Now, really, I guess some of this should be caught before you say I do. Mm -hmm. But if you have someone that is set in their mindset, I mean, 
I mean, if I can be real, there, there are people out there, as we all know, there's a lot of racism in this world. Mm-hmm. And there are people out there, no matter how blunt that there is some discrimination or there's some hatred out there, they swear and they stick by their beliefs, even though it's, it, it, it exudes hatred and discrimination. Now, apply that to a marriage. <clears throat> if you have one spouse who just displays blatancy, um, you know, they're doing something that is detrimental to the relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's obvious everyone around that, that, that couple can see that mm-hmm. that person is just doing something to be very disruptive of the relationship. I mean, it could be controlling or um, totally um, ignoring the spouse. And no matter who comes and points it out, maybe it's their, their parents, uh, maybe it's their um, minister or their best friend. They come in and it's blatant to them, but they refuse to change. They refuse to, as they say, you know, melt down that stony heart. Mm-hmm. You know, when it's, and it's situations, we've been in situations like that with couples mm-hmm. where they know they're wrong, but they just, for some reason, will not change. And, you know, it gets to the point where it has to be a line that you draw in the sand. And if they cross it, it leads to divorce. Well, you know what? What, I, what we realized over the course of the years is that you can't change somebody. Right. They've got to want to change themselves. Now, one, definitely I would suggest seeking help from a professional like a therapist, you know, a counselor to help you get to the root of why it's like that, mm-hmm. you know, and then see what happens from there because it's, you know, truth is we're, we're all going to make mistakes, but when it's blatant, you know, yeah. it's something, you know, it's like everyone you're holding the mirror up, but everybody can see it, but you, right. It's, you have to get to the root cause. Why would someone, why is that the case? And then address that because if not, you're gonna. It's gonna continue to be a struggle. But you know what? Every marriage is gonna have their struggles. And I think of it like this: There are some some wives I've spoken to. They've said, "I just don't feel like we're on the same page." And I'm like, I get that. But you know, the truth is, you're not gonna always be on the same page. This is true. And the goal with marriage is not always to think alike, but sometimes just to think together. How we may not agree on this situation, but how can we put our heads together to resolve it? And that's going to be the key thing right there. I don't agree with what you want to do. You don't agree with what I want to do. But the fact is this issue needs to be dealt with. That's where the effort comes into place. Mm -hmm. Now, when you do have that situation where someone just uh, don't want to or even seem like they want to make an effort, it's typically some kind of blockage or some kind of baggage that has caused them to be stuck mentally in that posture or that mindset. And that's when you're going to need to seek outside help and some professional help. Mm-hmm. That's when you're going to really need to see a counselor, mm-hmm. uh, one uh, to, to talk about and diagnose, you know, some mental challenges and go back into the past and find out maybe there was some uh, some trauma mm-hmm. that really hurt someone in the past and caused them to put up a wall mm-hmm. um, or because of the past, you know, relationships of their parents. And that's all they knew. You know, because they saw it all the time. 
But you know what? I, I, I definitely understand what you're saying. I understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. But there's some there's some like helpful advice or tips I want to give to those couples that sure. are struggling to keep their vows. Because you have to be mindful when the two of you are struggling, when you're in the midst of a challenge, you got to pick and choose your battles wisely. That's when right. you're struggling, sometimes everything is amplified. Mm-hmm. You know, things that wouldn't normally bother you, all of a sudden it's like that nails on the chalkboard. It just uh, irks you yes. to the point where you can't take it. And it's more so your emotions. Is it really the act that's taking place or is it your emotions because you have some other unresolved issues? Because, you know, if it's something like criticism, if you know whatever the case may be because certain things like that will eat at the very fiber of your relationship it will tear it away bit by bit by bit when you're struggling but when you're able to take a step back and say you know what I can table it and it's hard it takes a certain level of maturity to be able to say you know what I I recognize you and your feelings right now I recognize that this is what you're saying right now is, is more deeply rooted than what you're willing to discuss and not feed into it because you know, you're you're struggling, so everything is amplified. So my one one piece of advice would be just pick and choose your battles wisely and not everything is as amplified as it may seem. And no, I'm not trying to play everything down or water everything down. There are couples out there that are facing some real challenges. And if they don't get help, you know, you know into it could lead to a crescendo that's not going to be desired. <laughs> At all. Yeah, and the, and the fact is, it can be handled, but you have to get those emotions under control and really focus on what the true problem is. Well, you know what? I'm going to take a pause here, and I'm going to give everybody an opportunity because what the topic is tonight, struggling to keep the vow. And we are getting ready to, we're, we're looking at a target date of, what, September? Yeah, in early fall is when we'll be releasing it. We're going to be releasing our book, and it's called Struggling to Keep the Vows. And then this is a book that we take, like the situations that we're talking about and the scenarios that we're talking about tonight, we take them from 12 different couples that have 12 different situations. Also, we even have a licensed family um, and marriage counselor um, that's also inputting into the book. And so you're going to get all these tips and these strategies and these different scenarios. And you may say, you know what? That's us. And you'll be able to read that and be like, oh, my goodness. It may bring about an aha moment or a defining moment in your relationship where you can avoid some of these challenges. But you can go right now to, so let's make it eric.strugglingtokeepthevowsbook.com. That is Eric dot struggling to keep the vows book dot com and you can pre-order it now and it's only what twenty dollars and shipping like it, plus shipping a hand, plus yeah like three dollars so I guess about twenty three dollars total yeah. and get your book now so once we have our official release date we'll ship it out to you all right and another thing about it is um, you, when you're struggling to keep your vows you've got to establish boundaries in your marriage because when you are struggling you may find yourself on the verge, on that edge of tiptoeing, crossing the line because you're struggling. You know, it's because that heightened level of frustration 
that you, you know, things may actually seem, I, I don't want to say they seem worse. Things can actually get worse, to, to be honest, because you're so frustrated and you're not dealing with it. So you got to establish boundaries that you're like, I'm committed to not crossing this boundaries. I'm committed to not allowing external influences impact my relationship, to impact my decisions, to impact the way I, I treat my spouse, you know, whether you guys, you know, if you're going through a rough patch or not, I'm not going to disrespect them. And that's, and that's hard because that can be a struggle for some people because they're frustrated on the inside. But the fact is that you got to be willing to commit and not just mentally write it down. I will, you know, it may sound juvenile. Remember in, when kids were in grade school, they have you write something a hundred times. I will not, I will not, because they wanted to get that in your head. I will not disrespect my spouse. I will honor my spouse. I will treat them with the respect they deserve because you, you have to make a choice. You have to be intentional. You know what? Um, I was also thinking, too, um, you know, there may be some outside influences that causes the uh, spouse to be in a mood. And especially in this day, in this time, in this season, where it, black men right now in America are a target. There's more stress on the black man to just to survive and then also to, to live into being a man and a man of the household and a man of the family. And so there may be a lot of frustrations going on. And I know, you know, especially it comes with a challenge with employment, a challenge with being discriminated against, a challenge of, a challenge of being targeted outside of the, you know, the home. And when they come home, they have all those that big weight of the world on their head, and they kind of they, they, it does it, it shows in the family, it shows in you know their mood, and they could be snippy, they can be uh, they can lash out at the one that they love and their family. They can they can do and say things that are hurtful without them really thinking about it because of the stress of the world, and they really don't mean it. They they mean well, but they don't know how to handle the stress of the world and, and all that is being thrown at them. And I understand they don't know how to say it, but that's the easiest way. I don't know how to really explain to you what I'm going through, honey. I've got all of these things coming at me and I feel excess stress and pressure on me. So forgive me if I, I don't have a lot of patience right now. Let them know, because if not, as wives, we internalize things, we process things, we start looking at ourselves, what's wrong, you're blaming ourselves, and we just need you to simply tell us what's going on inside your head, because I know um, that husbands don't want to be thought of as mind readers, y'all don't want to <laughs> have to read our minds and anticipate what we're thinking, but the same thing for a wife, I mean, we're nurturers by nature. A lot of times we can figure out, okay, he's going through this and that. But then sometimes it can be overwhelming, especially when you have your own stress, um, your own level of responsibilities on top of that. And then we're supposed to take care of the kids, take care of the house, take care of our business, take, handle our job, then be there a source of comfort for you. And we've got our own stress. <laughs> so yes. it can compound it. So that can lead to that struggle because you've got so many things, you know, what is that? You know how they play, um, what is that, a tug of war? Mm -hmm. And you have, 
you know, each side, you it's like stress. You're pulling back and forth. You're trying to, you know, navigate these challenges. But the same thing, it's like a tug of war in your marriage. Your husband's pulling one way, the wife's pulling another way. How can you do this together? Instead of pulling away from one another, you draw closer to one another. So it's going to take those conversations. That's why, you know, we talked about establishing those boundaries. And then next thing, just remember, don't try to change your spouse into who you feel they should be. A lot of times, you know, it can be as women. We go into them, we, you know, clean you up, say, hey, you know, new clothing, new, you know, help with the business and stuff. But we can't change you to who we think you should be. That's something that you've got to realize and God's got to, got to drop in your spirit. Because we'll, you know, we'll say something and sometimes it takes someone else, you know, a buddy saying, yeah, man, that suit looks good. Yeah, man, that business plan looks, sounds like, you know, that's the real thing, man. You should do that. And the wife's been there screaming all along and you kind of brushed her off. <laughs> but it's just. I just my prayer has always been, Lord, just bring somebody across this path. If he's not able to receive this from me, bring like a, a brother in Christ or someone that can just kind of confirm it, you know, if that's what's meant to be. And and that's hard because honestly, no wife wants to sit there and just say, hey, I've been telling you this till I'm blue in the face and you receive it from somebody else that's like a slap in the face if I can be real as a wife but it's like you know we're still struggling <laughs> like I still love you yeah I love you Ooh, yeah <laughs> yes Lord I love you <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> and then we honestly we have to ask God for the peace and the mind to continue to demonstrate love because it can be something that that eats away at a wife but you know you build up strength, <laughs> you yeah. know, is the only way I can think of, of saying is that we build up strength over a period of time, but it's not an easy task because a struggle is something that, you know, you kind of, it's like a push and pull type mm, thing. It is, it is. So. But you know what I'm going to tell you, we can give you guys the tips, we can give you the strategies, we can give the advice, we can point you to the direction of some resources, we can show you uh, we can give you free gifts that give uh, that give you the audio versions of our book and and it, but it takes your first step to do so. It's there. You have free resources and there's also sources that you have to pay for. You know that shows to your spouse. You know what that says? That baby, I love you so much. I'm going to invest in our relationship. I'm yeah. going to invest so we don't wind up spending thousands of dollars for divorce. That we don't spend our time breaking up we're going to be spending our time making and mending and strengthening mm -hmm. so what we're going to do is we're going to invest invest some time as you're listening you're investing right now some of your time listening to us but you can also invest some time in these in these resources um and, and you can start like i told you i tell everyone the resources are there whether you go to our site and buy our resources there are plenty out there but we don't want you to end up in a divorce. Right now, we have a heart for relationships. We have a heart for husbands and wives. We love it. To, we love to see um, couples and marriages thriving, and we love to see families. We love to see them smiling and 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 moving forward and being successful in all areas of the family and all in their lives. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when it comes down to it. 
we have to look into the ultimate source, which is Jesus Christ. And I'm always going to have to end up with a close. We're going to have to close with prayer. Because right now, I want to pray for all the husbands out there. And then I'm going to leave my wife to pray for the wives out there as well, specifically. But I'm going to touch upon them. So, again, go ahead and invest. Go to our, web, our website now. Invest in your relationship. Go to marriagescanwin.com. You have the books there. You have the wife materials. You have the Marriage Can Win book. You have the Marriage Can Win workbook. You have the, the digital, the audio version, and also get the latest book, Struggling to Keep the Vows. And that's eric.strugglingtokeepthevowsbook.com. It's there for you. Invest in your relationship. Show your spouse that they, they mean something for you to invest, to better your relationship, to strengthen your relationship, to work on the the weakest link in your relationship to strengthen it so you can survive all the challenges that are thrown against you in this world. And so now we're going to, we're just going to allow the Holy Spirit to, to just, uh, just saturate you. So father, in the name of Jesus, first of all, I come before your presence right now. I give you the glory. I give you the honor for you are the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. You are the alpha the Omega and the creator of all creation. And Father, I got to thank you for creating us in your image and your likeness. And I thank you for blessing us with your Holy Spirit. And Father, with the power and authority, I speak right now to the husband. I speak strength right now into your physical bodies. Also speak to the mind, strengthening the minds, covering and shielding the minds from every negative uh thing that tries to attack the minds and their physical bodies. I place a hedge of protection over them from the physical harm of the world, the hatred, uh, the hatred of the world, uh, the, the, the cares of the world. Father, I speak right now that their hearts are softened, that your, their, their, their hearts are softened and their eyes and ear gate are open only to receive your spirit, your word your spirit within them to transform their minds, Father, so they shall live their life according to your word by your Holy Spirit. So they shall have the discernment to be able to discern their wives, to be able to understand their emotions, understand their wants, understand their desires. Also give them the wisdom and knowledge to lead the, 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 the marriage and lead their families. To be able to be a godly example for their children, their their, their their daughter and their their son so that when the son see them that they see what a man is supposed to be what a husband is supposed to be and their daughter knows what to expect when they're looking for their husband and when their husband finds them they know that godly example so there won't be uh, an example of the world but an example of you so father we just thank you right now and I just plead the blood of Jesus over all the families all over America right now, in the name of Jesus, I come against every demonic force, every physical force, every spiritual force to try to come against families and husbands and wives, and and I break everything that tries to bring down the family structure in America and all over the world, in Jesus' name. So, Father, I just thank you in advance for this just opportunity just to come into your presence with our brothers and sisters that are listening on the Love Radio Network. 
Father, I just want to take a moment and just encourage every woman, every wife that's on this line, that's listening to this broadcast. Father, I thank you and I lift them up for those that are struggling to in their relationships, that are struggling to keep their vows, those that are struggling whether to stay or whether to go. Father, I thank you that they hear your voice in regards to their situations, God. I thank you that, that you just give them the kind of peace that surpasses all understanding, oh God. Father, I pray for divine wisdom and strategies on how to navigate the institute of marriage, oh God. I pray for divine health and strength and endurance to overcome any challenges that may come their way. I pray that they experience your love, oh God, that you grant them the kind of peace and joy that comes only from having an intimate relationship with you. God, I pray that her prayers and the prayers that are being spoken over her right now sustain her, sustain her husband, sustain her marriage, oh God, and that she becomes a drawing light to other wives that are that are struggling to keep their vows, for other wives that are facing similar challenges, God. I thank you for being her rock and being her support in those times, oh God, and I thank you, God, that she is not growing weary, oh God. She's not growing weary of well-doing, oh God. I thank you for helping her to stand on Jeremiah 29 and 11, Lord, and that she recognizes the plans and the thoughts that you have for her, oh God. I thank you, Heavenly Father, that she recognizes you have a plan not just for her, but for her and for her marriage in the name of Jesus. Help her to recognize it and to walk fully thereof, oh God. I thank you that you cover her and bless her from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet, oh Lord. And you help her to recognize that there is no weapon formed against her that shall prosper. Lord, I just ask these things in your son Jesus Christ's name, I pray. Amen. Amen. So just like God gave each one of us a choice. A choice to choose him or not to choose him. Each and one of you out there, you have a choice to invest and make a change in your relationship. Only you can make a change and you be the difference in your relationship. But you have to make the choice and the effort. So you, the husband, you, the wives, you have to make the choice to make the change in your relationship. And you both have to let down the pride, let down all the, the, the past baggage and start anew and you choose to win in your relationship. But until next time, remember only you can be the change in your relationship that you want to see and it starts with you. Until next time. We want to thank all of our listeners for joining us on today's show. Let's keep the conversation going. You can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter under Marriage Can Win. You can also visit us at marriagescanwin.com. Remember, you can be the change you want to see in your relationship. Until next time.